All right, fans, it's me again, Kenton Gibbs, here to bring you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Today, we're going to talk about, before I get into the position-by-position position analysis, I'm going to talk about how I need certain Wolfpack fans kind of untrained from their brain. This is the, the same old Syracuse that's uh, god-awful. Now, don't get me wrong. This team is 5-0. and They are not world beaters. There is a few factors that have gone into their success so far, but a majority of them have been them. Like, yes, there's been... Uh, some close games. Yes, there's been some breaks that rolled their way, but we're going to talk just overarchingly about how this team has had success so far this year, offensively and defensively and special teams as well. And then we'll get into the position by position breakdowns in the next episodes throughout the week. So stick with me for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So when you look at this team uh, and you talk about how they've had success, what has happened, all that good stuff to give this team success and all that, it is very clear where the buck starts, right? You look at this team and you talk about uh, that that three three five defense, also known as the mob. That's one place, but also Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker is one of the best running backs in the nation. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. There cannot be any legitimate claim that uh, there is a, a bunch of running backs that are ahead of him or there's a solid group ahead of him. If you have uh, like uh, uh, Bijan Robinson or, or, you know, somebody along those lines in front of him in terms of, hey, they're a better player. Even if you talk about Israel Abanacanda, right, saying that he's the better back in the conference, there's arguments for that. I'm not not going, you know, call you out your name or say anything bad about you. There's arguments for that. But if you feel like Tucker is anything less than a first than a first class S tier type of back, let's just look back at last year's game in which, I mean, he basically was Syracuse's offense. Remember the play in which uh, I believe it was an inside zone to the right. It was jammed up. He cut it back across field uh, to the left side and, and, and you know, strike up the band. This Katie Dids at the doorstep. He's in the end zone. He is the catalyst of this offense. He is the centerpiece. He is where this thing starts at. But you don't get to 5-0 and with just one player playing well. Obviously, the offensive line is opening up holes. They're giving him opportunities to uh, gain yards, which is why he's the second leading rusher in the ACC in terms of total yards, despite only playing five games so far. And in terms of yards per game, uh, he is second as well. So this is a guy that, again, if you talk about Syracuse's offense, the first, the very first thing that you need to do is stop Tucker. That's that's just that. You're not, again, there is no way around that. There is no way to say, oh, I'm going to beat Syracuse without stopping Sean Tucker. Because again, he's a massive part of that team. He is the heart and soul of that offense. So with that being said, um, when you look at what Syracuse has done well defensively, I talked about him a little bit, but let's really get into this 3-3-5 defense and, and how they make things happen. Again, they go by the mob, right? Last game, 59-0, shutout of Wagner. 
they've played some close games now. So please don't don't have a misconception um, along the lines of like, oh, this team is is uh, this team is is just because they've had some close games, uh, they're an absolutely terrible. No, no, no. They dominate if you give them the opportunity to, which multiple teams have. Multiple teams have. The game against Louisville, I think, is the one that stood out the most to me because that was a game in which Syracuse didn't just win that game. That wasn't just a win. They dominated that game from start to finish. And some fans of Locked On ACC let me know very, very – they beat Louisville 31-7. to They let me know in very uncertain terms – that uh, there were multiple big plays for the defense to come up clutch in order to uh, make sure that that game was put away. I I tend to disagree in that type of blowout. I don't think you're coming up all that clutch. I think you're dominating for wire to wire, which to me is better than a clutch gene. But um, this this team, again, there has been some luck, but you can't look at that Louisville game and say, oh, that's that's been luck. And what I say, what I mean when I say there's been some luck is look at the Purdue game, right? So when they played Purdue, that was a game that, I mean, to say that they did everything in their power to lose it would be an understatement. There was uh, there was a lot that had happened in that game that it, it seemed to me very clear that uh, if it wasn't for Purdue pissing down their leg and getting, I want to say it was like 30 yards worth of penalties after an extra point, um, that we may be looking at a, a different result there. But guess what? If ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels would never starve. We live in a world of reality. We live in a world where what did happen happened, and this Syracuse team squeaked out a game-winning field goal out of that. They can't control what, what Purdue does. They can't. That's not their job. Syracuse's job is to go win football games, and they have done so as efficiently as anybody else in the country. They, there is not a single team that can say we have a better winning percentage than Syracuse. Also, the Virginia game was another game uh, that, you know, was was very, very close. And so you you have this, you kind of have this question, this thought, this idea of, okay, team is Yes, team. Let's be honest. UConn, even State, beat the brakes off them. I was not like, oh yeah, I'm super excited. We're we're great now, and we're. It was like, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do when you play UConn. But anywho, um, so of the uh, of the Power Five teams that they played, they played three, and two of those games came down to both of those games rather came down to last second field goals. Both of those games came down to. Um, who were not last second field goals, but in end of the game field goals to win them. And the the question becomes, again, how good is this team? How much do you, how much stock do you put into their wins? And for me, again, I personally am not going to say I am discrediting this team's wins. I don't believe in this team's wins or anything along those lines. By the way, sorry if my sound cut out there. I just saw that I had a little bit of connectivity issues. I don't know what happened there. But if I'm looking at this Syracuse team again, they bring a lot of things that they do well. They do a lot of things well. And when you look at what Syracuse has done and you look at how the games have gone and all that, Sean Tucker is the obvious. Sean Tucker is the obvious, of course. He's always going to get his credit uh, because, you know, not only is he the, the second leading rusher in the conference, he's the third leading receiver on this team. 
he he's going to get his credit and rightfully so that defense I need to tell y'all in depth how good that defense is because just saying, oh, they're three, three, five in the mob and all that, it doesn't quite express it. The number one defense in the conference above us, above us. And y'all know how much I love our defense. Y'all, I know how much y'all love the defense. I've seen how NC State fans talk about the defense. Their defense is ranked ahead of ours. And rightfully so. I mean, listen, when you talk about ranked ahead of ours, we're not talking about uh, a, 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 subjective oh i think this team is this or oh i think this team is that you're living in a world where you are or are not that's when you talk about rankings in terms of numbers we live in a world where you are the number one team or you're not and syracuse through a bunch of different metrics are the number one they are they are there's nothing again nothing about that now i don't want to take anything away from them this is a quality this is a, a very good defense that they just cause ruckus and havoc. And having Devin Leary day-to-day is not ideal going into this game, especially against a team that is as stifling, as stiff, as tough against the run as they are. It's, it's not ideal, but we're going to get into how that defense does what they do in just a second. But before we do, I got to tell you about Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Trust me, when you think about Upside, it's it's an extremely easy-to-use app, and no, Upside isn't too good to be true. Trust me, I've used it. It works to get started. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code Locked. So when you talk about how this team is doing it, how this team does it, okay? Again, number one scoring defense in the conference, allowing 14 points per game. Number one in terms of total yards allowed per game at 271.6. The defense, the leaders of this defense are the the um are the linebackers, they're the vocal leaders, they're all those things. But I think the most talented, and let me talk about those those linebackers for a second. Michael Jones and Marlo Wax are the two that they get it cracking. They're the ones that they're they're loud, they're yelling, they're telling you exactly what they want to do. Very, very they three three five linebackers get the reputation for just kind of flying all over the place. But those two, you can tell they think their way through the game. You can tell that they think their way through the game. When you combine linebackers like that with a 3-3-5, oh, man, you've got something cooking there. You've got something cooking there. And then you look at uh, the player that I think that I think most people would say is the most talented on that defense, and, boy, Garrett Williams is nasty. He's nasty. He's a corner. Now, let me tell you something. Every time I watch Syracuse's defense, I love watching the big guys. I love watching what's going on in the trenches. 
But man, Gary Williams look good. He jumps off the tape. He jumps off the film. He jumps off. You watching it on the TV broadcast. He's going to jump off. You're watching the All-22. He's going to jump off. I am telling you, he is a corner that whoever he decides, oh, yeah, you're with me today. They're going to have a long day. They're going to have a real long day. Okay? And I'm I'm just telling you, I saw it. I saw it with my own two eyes. Uh, against, I want to say it was against Purdue. He had one of those receivers in just a complete and utter torture chamber. And I was just looking up like, whoo, for Christ's sake, let up off him. Let him, let him breathe. Let him, I'm, I'm telling you, Garrett followed that man everywhere that he went on the field. He went with him. If that young man went to the bathroom, Garrett was probably shaking. And yet this man was all over him like white on rice. You understand? He was, he was there. He was there. I, I was, trust me. To see a corner do what Garrett Williams is doing this year is it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. And um honestly and truly, it's it's I think that it speaks to the level because I think this speaks to the level of defensive back play that we've traditionally seen from Syracuse. Now combining with a front seven that's getting the job done, combining with uh an offense that's getting the job done. And and let me talk a bit about the offense but first let me just let me just let you know this about uh old Garrett Williams okay that man in terms of of his ability to cover in terms of what he has done in coverage this year again cannot be understated leads the team in interceptions with two leads the team in pass breakups with three uh he's he's got one forced fumble one fumble recovery he's all over the place second leading tackler on the team as well He's all over the place. He's got his well this year. I'm telling you, Garrett Williams is a guy that when he's on that field, if you lose sight of him, if you lose sight of him, and you, I, I rarely say this about corners, especially a corner that plays a lot on the outside. But Garrett Williams, <laughs> wherever he's at, he's primetime TV. And now the parts of the team that are, are less heralded, the parts of the team that you look at and you're like, wait, what? The leader in terms of completion percentage this year for the ACC is Syracuse because Garrett Schrader is rocking with 70%, 70 70.9%. So basically a 71% completion percentage on the season. He's been efficient. He's been hitting his guys. He's been hitting his guys. At the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. And again, is our... Same thing I said about Florida State last week. Are the books cooked to a certain extent because of the early season competition? Yes, a little bit. Yes, for sure. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you there's been a, a just a plethora of killer defenses. Sure. But at the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you. And Schrader has played well in, against whoever has been in front of him this season. Yes. Yes. Again, the top completion percentage in the conference, one of the most efficient passing games in the conference, and Schrader's at the head of it. He's making it happen. He's doing what he needs to do to make sure that this team is in a, a, a good um, – he's doing what he needs to do to make sure that this team is in a good position. And even beyond the completion percentage, one of the stats that I care a lot about, one of the things that I care a lot, a lot about, because normally this tells a lot about – how well you're making decisions when it matters most in the red zone and stuff like that. It's touchdown to interception ratio. 
Syracuse is tied for number one in the conference at 10 to one. They and Wake Forest are the only teams in the ACC, Coastal or Atlantic, that have 10 to one or better, uh, or nobody has better. So they're the only ones who have a 10 to one um, touchdown interception ratio. I am trying to tell you, this is not your mom and dad's Syracuse football team. This ain't the Syracuse football team that you just pin in a W. And again, with Devin Leary, this defense has shown flaws and defects, of course, just like every defense has, right? With that being said, um, it's it's going to be tough to see how this matchup kind of works itself out with things as they are because, and I say that because, while we are a very good defense, we're allowing a lot of yards per carry. We're allowing a lot of yards per carry. We've had some tack, um, some issues in terms of tackling at times, excuse me, this season. But even beyond that, without the, the potentially or having a situation where we could potentially be without Devin Leary. I'm sorry, words are beating me up on this wonderful Wednesday. Having a situation where we could potentially be without Devin Leary creates the problem of if we have to lean on and rely on the run against one of the stingiest run defenses in the conference, in the nation, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. That's going to be a hard, hard uh, road to to kind of climb there. And so you you have those questions about not only Devin Leary's health, but Demi Sumo. How's he feeling? And again, y'all know I've been a big Jordan Houston guy. I've been a big advocate for Jordan Houston um, was getting disrespected, and he showed everybody. He showed everybody in this last game. Hey, I'm still here. I still got some ball to play. I still got some eligibility, and I'm going to do the most with it. And he did. He did. Led the team in rushing and receiving last game. Uh, But, and again, when you're looking at a defense as one of the best in the nation, you're going to need long, sustained drives to kind of wear that defense down. Because at the end of the day, that's one of the things that every defense, I don't care how good your defense is, the guys on offense are on scholarship too. At some point in time, if you keep putting them out there and keep putting them out there and keep putting them out there and keep putting them out there, at some point in time, they're going to crack. They're going to crack. And I think that this defense is uh, far ahead of this offense in terms of, you know, the the what they're doing and, and how they're doing it. I, again, defense is one of the best in the nation by every statistical category. These guys are not slouches. They're not slouches in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So if you have it in your mind, Oh, well, they've played nobody and they stink and they just haven't had a chance to get exposed yet. I will give you they have played some bad teams. Sure. Sure. I'll give you that. I'll listen. Not going again. I'm not about to sit up here and lie to you and tell you, oh, man, you know, we don't got a chance. This team is just this team. But again, the teams that they have played so far. And, and let me let you in on this. OK, that Purdue team that they beat. Despite, despite the fact that Purdue gave that game away, did their best to give that game away, that Purdue team is number one in the Big Ten West. Yes, I know it's the easier part. I know it's the easier division. Yes, I know there's no Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State over there. I get it. I know. Yes, Wisconsin's having a down year, just hired, I'm just fired Paul Chris. I get it. I know. But that is still a quality win. So you you can't just say, oh, this team has only beat bad teams because 
as far as we know, the knowledge that we have on Purdue, that was a good team. That was a good team. And they beat them. So there's there's the, the questions that come in, um, or there's some of the thought that comes in there. Again, St. Germain and Pop Syracuse, this is a very quality Syracuse team. And now our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Wolfpack, either their weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment is one that includes me. Let me take you back into the uh, time portal here. Y'all should have saw this coming when I told y'all about this last week. But anywho, we're going back to November 1st, 2014. This was a game that saw a Wolfpack team that was 4-4 and coming into the game, 0-4 so far in the conference. Doran hadn't won a conference game uh, yet as the head coach of the Wolfpack. And with six minutes and 58 seconds left in the fourth quarter, uh, Syracuse quarterback A.J. Long is sacked and lose, sacked by Robin Noel, loses the ball, and it's recovered by me at the, I want to say it was like the the 30 or the 18, 35-yard line. 35-yard line is where it was recovered from. And from there, we go in to punch it. We go on to punch it in with Shadrach Thornton to take a 24-14 to 14 lead, which would be all the points we would need in the game, winning 24-17, to 17, securing Doran's first ever win up in New York in the Carrier Dome. Again, this thrilling moment is brought to you by Nissan. This segment is inspired by uh, the thrilling fe- new feature designs across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at nissan.usa.com. Y'all like how I did that? Y'all, y'all like how I included myself in the, in the... I felt like it was important, right? It was important. We we look at Doran, you know what I mean? He's got a lot of a lot of wins under his belt. You know, probably going to leave this place or retire from here as the winningest coach in... Uh, in Wolfpack history. And with that being said, I mean, you know, hey, I was the guy that helped him get his first conference win. You know, anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. We're about to land this thing, but I hope that y'all are realizing um, this Syracuse team is not to be taken lightly. Are they beatable? Yes, very much so. Had there been just a couple different breaks in the Virginia game, had there been a couple different breaks in the Purdue game, they would have lost those games. But that's not how the world works. We live in, we deal with the reality. And the reality is this is an undefeated team that we are going on the road to try to defeat. So there is, again, and we may have to do so with a backup quarterback. So there is reason uh, to have some concern about this game. Thank you all so very much for coming out. We're going to break down position by position going forward for the rest of the week as well as having the official prediction from Locked On Wolfpack coming to you all on game day. Thank you all so very much for coming through. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'll